The following podcast is an RMG Media production. Welcome to the Renaissance Podcast, a podcast for Renaissance women and men who want to create a modern day renaissance in their life and business. We interview some of the most successful entrepreneurs and share their unique stories. Are you ready to create your renaissance? On the Renaissance podcast, we're so excited to have our guests. It's kind of like a roundtable conversation. Yeah, we have Katie fun. and Josh Whalen here. <laughs> they are incredible entrepreneurs. They're a wellness powerhouse couple. Like you guys have the most adorable family. You're just the most adorable people, really. <laughs> and we're so excited and grateful that you're here. Thank uh, you for having this us. This is so fun. I love it. Thank Josh you. Josh wore his Renaissance pink. This yes. is great. Yes, totally unintentional. I have pink pants on. <laughs> I have a pink shirt on. And now I'm surrounded by pink. It's so fantastic. I feel at home. We don't get a lot of Renaissance men in here. We've only ever had one other male guest. So Who I'm that? excited. Uh, Tyler. From Love and Love Exile. And Exile oh, man, I, I, I feel honored. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a big deal to it's have a huge. Renaissance man here it's in huge. the office. Because it's mostly women. We're mostly yeah. like a woman agency. But Walker is our... Our, our fearless male leader, and it's good to have good men. Go. It takes yeah. it takes good men to you know make changes and 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 you know help us women get get to where we want to be. Yeah, yeah, yep. he's a good one. Yeah, we did a background <laughs> check on you before you came in. Right. We, Social stuff. We vetted your uh, your uh, application. And, How much and did Katie you pay you? <laughs> let me get in <laughs> the club. She, she said. He's a good one. He's a good one. We need to let him in just like for this one time and then yeah. that's it. And then he's going to be not You can allowed. always pull back. You can send him out the door if, yeah. he, if he gets he, out of line. We'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I do get spankings. <laughs> well, I, I really want to know from you guys the whole story because you guys have a very interesting story. Your businesses are very different, but there, there are similarities. And I just want to know, like, how did you guys come together? How did you get into entrepreneurship? Josh, I know you this, you're like, you've been an entrepreneur for a very long time. We were just talking about like, how how did everything form? Give us the whole genesis of the mm. Waylands. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you know, from a personal standpoint, Katie and I actually met through a friend at a, at a Red Rock show, The Luminaires. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, that's where I lived. I lived in Denver. She lived in Chicago. I had a friend that worked for a company called Stryker. Uh, and I worked at Stryker at that time. And uh, I was dating someone. She was actually dating someone. And then she came back out like a year and a half later. She was kind of with this DB guy, like total, <laughs> total weirdo. Uh, and then we finally met again in Aspen. And I was no longer with my gal. She was no longer with her guy, I don't think. Yeah. And uh, I asked her out at a club called Belly Up. It's a really fun music club. In Aspen, I said, I know you're in Chicago. I'm in Denver. I want to fly you out, you know, next week or two weeks from now. And I want to take you on the date. That's how it worked. Okay, wait. How did you, you just ran into each other in Aspen? Totally random. Like, literally, I was driving up to Aspen from Denver. Her and her girlfriends were literally flying in from Chicago. And uh, our friend, Emily, was texting me, hey, you should come to Aspen. I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually on my way. (laughs) And uh, it just merged right. And who did we see? We saw, like, was it Odessa? Big big G or Odessa at at Belly Up. And you haven't heard of Belly Up? I've heard of of it. One of the best, like, 
DJ nightclubs, oh. musician venues in, in, in the country because it's super small and it's literally in the core of Aspen. So it's a really fun place. So you're, you're, we were vibing high and uh, that's, how, that's how it all started off personally. I love that. Katie, what was your take during that time? Were you like, oh, like this guy that we met at Red Rocks or what, like what was your vibe on? Yeah, I mean, when when a guy is asking you in a club to you know fly you out to Denver for dinner, you're like, okay, see you never, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, he had a, he has a good vibe that I was definitely drawn to. But I was you know I was cautious. Um, but I did it, and we had a lot of fun. Aww. He was really sweet, way more sweeter than than the original the vibe DB. that I got. <laughs> She called me the wild card for many, many I thought he was months. a wild card. My mom was like, don't date the wild card. Katie. She was. That's funny. <laughs> and then what brought you guys to Nashville? You. Um, <laughs> we were in Denver for a while. We lo- And we love yeah. Colorado. Um, we'll always go back there. Um, I think we just wanted a change. I feel like COVID forced a lot of change for everyone. Didn't everyone like move somewhere? Mm-hmm. Um, so Nashville just felt like a little bit more space. Um, we're excited. We have a little bit more land. You know, it's just a beautiful city. Right. Green. The weather's um, a little bit nicer. Yeah. So. Yeah. Winters aren't as harsh. Yeah. It's it's crazy. We, um, yeah, I I think Katie nailed it on the head with COVID. Like, you, you, you find community in different ways, especially when you've been locked down for two, two and a half years. And I had been in Denver for 12 years. I grew up in Colorado. My dad was military. So we lived kind of in a lot of places, but, um, Denver change. It's, it's a, it's a mass migration of Californians and infrastructure hasn't caught up, uh, but still a phenomenal city. I mean, there's so many things to do. The mountains are right there, but we felt like Nashville was calling from a community perspective. And one of our friends, Jessica Zwag, uh, who runs Simply B um, was really, really convincing. <laughs> she's, and, she's a good salesperson. <laughs> and, and, and here, here's the honesty: we, we we thought we were going to live in Mexico. Oh wow! And we went down there for a months. couple months, and we went to Costa Rica, and we're like, "Oh my god, we can't do this! Like, we're not going to do it." And then we were at her mom's place, and her mom, bless her heart, has a, a smaller cabin. She had the whole family in one little bedroom including our, our two kids, who's two and five now. And uh, Katie and I woke up, we were drinking coffee, and she's like, get your ass to Nashville and find us a home. <laughs> so I got on a plane, went to Nashville, and I found us a place to live. What so, year was that? Was that, that was four months ago. October. <laughs> oh, wow. Five months ago. Yes. I'm like thinking in 2021. Yeah. What was this? No, this, wow. it was, it was like, it happened so quickly, and, and uh, we ended up finding a rental, and then we, we bought a home in Oak Hills. That's a pretty big remodel. So nice. Oak Hill or Oak Hills. You keep no clarifying. S, no S, right? No S. Right, yeah. yeah, Oak Hill. So then did you have the businesses at that point? They, so you had already started them. Okay. Yep. Tell us about Blokes. I want to hear all about it. I mean, I'm dying. I mean, this is, we're we're in our wellness moment right now yeah. here at Renaissance. We've had a couple of awesome people in y'all's field on this year, and we're just so excited to hear all about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blokes was started in September 21. There were lots of research and development before that, but seeing patients officially then and then Joy launched in March. But Blokes was born out of my personal struggles and and health and wellness. And, you know, like many guys, Katie gave me many, many ultimatums of our marriage because my sex drive had literally tanked. And we didn't know why. I, I mean, she obviously had 
you know, personal issues, you know, self-esteem issues because of that. And, you know, blame myself, which is something that we should not do. (laughs) I know. And after a hundred times, that's hard. Yeah. I finally went and saw a doctor to see what the heck was actually going on. I went and saw two primary care doctors, got two different opinions, but they aligned Mm -hmm. and uh, they told me there was nothing wrong. I was on the low side of a range and I go back to Katie and I'm like, they told me I'm fine. And she's like, well, you're not changing. You're not fine. Right. <laughs> Something's wrong. Yeah. And then my brother-in-law told me about a guy who was a little outside of Denver and go see him. He's a hormone guy. He specializes in this stuff. And it changed my life. Mm. And it changed my life from a physical and mental standpoint, but it also changed our life in terms of the direction we wanted to go as entrepreneurs because we saw so many holes from just a standard brick and mortar primary care model, internal med uh, to, you know, convenience and accessibility while not lacking expertise. And um, I figured we could put the puzzle together better than most. And we're still on that journey. And I think we're doing a really good job. And uh, that's how it was born. It, it really, truly was was our personal struggle mixed with a little bit of entrepreneurship. Wow. What are some of the hormone things that are that can be off? Because it's like, and I'm so excited to talk to you about women. There's a million things that we hear about what can be off with our hormones, but I don't hear this conversation. Well, yeah, it gets buried. It's nothing is wrong. No, I'm fine. What are you talking about? I'm good. No, it's yeah. just it's. Buried. It feels like in the in the health space that hormone health for men doesn't exist, except for with what you're doing. Like, I, you know, yeah. you don't ever see that. It's it's a it's an interesting topic, and I've actually done a lot of research into why. Um, and I think it's a multitude of factors. Well, it, I don't think I know it is, and I and I, but I always think back to when you're raised as a little boy that you have to just be tough, right? And you're not supposed to show pain, and that by by talking about hormones. Right now, there's a level of vulnerability that guys aren't willing to go to. Hundred um, percent. There's a level of you know, not being honest with yourself. I was not honest with myself. And um, I think it's good that we're starting to talk about it more because it plays such an impactful role in life, mm-hmm. marriage, partnerships. Um, and and uh, I think we're, we're a small piece of that that's trying to raise the tide for everybody. I love that. That's so important because there's so much just between like physical health, hormones, but then mental health. There's so many stigmas around men that they just, it's just massive ego. They can't move past it and be like, there is an actual issue here with myself. I can't, I I need to talk about this, but I can't because I can't cry or can't be upset or whatever. I'm just going to bottle it up and be a man. And then you just, just die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hold it so, all in. There's a, there's a, I think there's a good shift happening in yeah. just overall preventative health or proactive health. And I think, you know, the more the consumer can can get in the driver's seat, drive it, the better we're going to be because a lot of what we do is not traditional medicine per se. And hormones and peptides and all these fun words we're going to talk about um, are truly the catalyst of proactive care. And it's become very specialized. And I think the more as men, we start to normalize yeah. this and we start to understand that if you're not doing it for yourself, do it for your partner, do it for right. your children, do it for your loved ones, your friends, uh, because we owe at least to those other individuals, maybe not ourselves, but <sighs> go that. get checked. I That's love that. I feel like men don't 
do enough for themselves. I really, I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's women too, (laughs) but I feel like my husband will never do anything that's supporting his health. Like, you know, I hate to say that, but he just, you know, he's so go, 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 go. And I'm like, honey, like do it for the new, the baby, do it for me. Like, you know, you've got to take care of yourself. What is some of the healing that you guys offer? Like, what does that look like when you, when someone comes to you and like they're on that journey and that journey that you were on, what does it look like? Yeah. I mean, the, First and foremost, people are coming to us either with symptoms, without symptoms, and maybe they're trying to dial in their optimization or performance a little bit better. But, you know, I can tell you from a personal experience, because every guy is different, it, it's literally changed my drive, mental drive, sex drive. I've been able to work out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've Brain fog is something that is people overlook mm-hmm. in terms of just overall wellness and, and men testosterone really helps with that. Um, and honestly, I, I just, I feel better. I feel so much better. I'm 40 years old and I feel better than I did at 35. I feel wow. better than I did in my early thirties. And I was one of those classic, it's called hypogonadism uh, cases where I was in a very low range of this massive bullshit range <laughs> that is set by, you know, bullshit meters but I, uh, it's changed my life. It really has. It's given me a new, new zest and a new motivation. But I think we we help so many people with so many different things. It, it's uh, probably a podcast in itself. Yeah. Seriously. What, um, like, from the business standpoint, like, when you were kind of going through your journey and you're like, wow, like, I can start a business from this. Like, what did that look like? What did you, I'm always so fascinated about, you know, because the entrepreneur, it's, we're the we're the this weird breed of people that are so driven and we just are so motivated and a lot of people don't understand the the hustle and working till three in the morning sometimes and just like that it never ends it's weekends it's literally our entire it's ever consuming right and it's that's why I love surrounding myself with other people because they get it you know not that most people don't but what did that look like for you like what steps what actions did you take to just get it off the ground. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a club, right? It's a club. It's 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 a unique club, and not everybody is wired for it or built for it. I was fortunate that I've been an entrepreneur long enough to know that if I take some risk, I'm going to have some wins, and I'm going to have some losses. Yeah. Uh, for this one, it was a little bit more personal. Uh, there was a lot more passion behind it because I've been in healthcare for 14 years, and I've I've sold devices, I've ran labs, I've run clinics and and it wasn't as passionate because yeah. I was not experiencing those, the, you know, those cures or those symptoms. And uh, it, it just felt right. But, you know, as far as taking the steps, it just takes a, you know, it takes a lot of hustle, a lot of grit, and it takes the ability to deal with some risk. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's everyday grinding. Yeah. Every day it's hard. I, I'm going to say you are not built for anything else but being an entrepreneur. I think, um, you know, as evidenced in your early career of, you know, bouncing around and not fitting in and, you know, not necessarily, you know, taking authority maybe as, uh, you know, starting out in your career. I think you're, I think you're a born like leader. So I see that in you. And I think that's, that's what you were meant to be. Oh, thank you. <laughs> what is the dynamic between you both? Like with the businesses and then. I'm the boss. <laughs> no, she is. That's not like, and, and I'm 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 happy that she takes that role because she gets me in gear and 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 you know she's truly the boss because she's the one that pushed me towards this, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and great. it was it was more about our marriage and more about her life than probably was about me at that time. 
but she saw things that were changing in my life that were affecting us both, me individually. And um, she was a catalyst in that. And, and it takes a boss like female to do that. Yeah. That's sweet. I was not expecting that sweet answer. <laughs> I was joking when I said I was the boss, but um, I think we're, we're good partners in a lot of ways. And I guess that's one reason why we're good partners. Um, yep. We certainly have our struggles. <laughs> I'm the boss at getting us places on time. Yes, I'm bad at that. <laughs> like for the sure. airport. <laughs> like here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, it, there's a check and balance. And, and you know, there's there's always a gas and break in every relationship. We seem to align well with so many different things. But truly, she's like my best friend and mm. my partner yeah. to where I lean on her in so many different things. How do you all support each other when it gets really hard or you're going through a moment in one of the businesses that's just like kicking your ass. How do you guys balance that out and stay positive? It's tough. It's tough. And (laughs) it's tough because we're both stressed out to the max at those times, right? So like one person can't really, doesn't always have the capacity to be there for for the other person. So I think that's a lot of where like knowing what you need. and, And for me, sometimes it's like, I just need my own break, you know, without you because you're, I know you're also stressed and can't do much for me. So I'm going to step away, take my own break. Um, I think just realizing, understanding the stress that your partner is in is, is good. And then giving each other space is kind of what, what works for us. A lot of communication and understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and just, I think people underestimate the power of patience and, and relationships in life. I'm a very impatient person that I have to literally work on that in every aspect of what I do. And I think it's, you got to allow, you know, some patience in your relationship and things to develop. But yeah, I think Katie nailed on the head, like knowing your partner is extremely important when you're running a business together, when you're married and, right. uh, you know. Or when you're a brother and sister or yeah, totally. just yeah. any partner, you know, just colleagues, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the yin and the yang, you know. Did the businesses overlap? Like, do you guys mm-hmm. have shared people on teams? Like, do you do, okay. So how does, how does that work? Cause that's. That can be stressful too, right? Like just yeah, navigating the ins and outs. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's all stressful. <laughs> There's no getting yep. around it. I got more gray hairs than I've ever had. But. Yep. yep. We're, we're really one company. We we were not expecting to start the women's side. It was it was all focused on blokes, on the men through his, his struggle. And then, you know, really I was breastfeeding my second son and I'm like, have fun. Like you go, you're good, you know? And then um, it was kind of, a combination of like me looking at myself all of a sudden at 41 with two little babies feeling tired with brain fog and overweight and lethargic going, wait a minute, now I need some help. And at the same time, we had 40% of our web traffic on the men's side was Mm -hmm. women. So it was kind of like a, we have have to do this. Um, It wasn't, you know, a hard decision, um, but it wasn't one that we had planned. So it was kind of just all of a sudden, let's do it. And um, I'm going to, I'm going to get this going for women. That's awesome. What else catapulted you to that? Like, I want to hear more about your journey, like your personal journey, because I'm postpartum too. So help a sister. <laughs> like, what did that look like? And 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 what, you know, knowledge did you have about this that you wanted to kind of integrate into joy? You know, I had the knowledge of, of my husband being going before me. So I had some knowledge from that on hormones and then peptides from that way. But I felt like I was a little bit shocked at how you kind of feel alone when you're like, I know so many women go through this and you're not alone, but at the same time, you're just like, 
who am I now? Like, what is going on with my brain, my body? Um, and, and you just don't, you don't know if this is the new normal and you just kind of have to accept it or if there's things that you can do to get back to feeling like you want to feel, right? You don't have as much time to do that when you have little ones. So I kind of just felt like after I had success on these therapies, I'm like, this is a little bit of a magic pill that like women need, mm. like moms need this to help them have the energy to sleep better, to do yeah. all the things. Like it's just, it was, it was kind of like, we all need a little bit of help. And that was really evident for me, you know, at, in my low forties with two little babies, I was like, I need help. Once I felt it, I was like, spread this, spread this word. Spread the wealth. <laughs> so with like being postpartum or just being a woman whose hormones are out of whack, like I do kind of want to talk about weight because like you said, you were overweight, which I'm like, you were literally so perfect. I don't understand. I can't even picture that. But like that's, we have mostly women listeners on this show and that's every, every freaking woman wants to lose weight. Like, right. That's the thing. How, how what can we do? What, what is like the red flags? Cause I have a girlfriend right now who's going through postpartum too. And she's like, Sydney, I work out every single day. I starve myself and I work to, you know, and obviously we know that's not a good thing, but it's all, then you hear calories in, calories out. And so it's like, I know with her that joy would be such a great thing because she's obvious and I feel like myself too. Like you, you just, when you can't get past it and the weight's not coming off, it has to be hormones, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things. And I think that, you know, I always, I always remember growing up seeing like my mom do all the fad diets and seeing women that like, would literally kill themselves at perfection. Perfection with what they're eating, perfection at the gym, and it wouldn't matter. And I always, I didn't understand it, but now I feel like I've gained more understanding of what's going on. And, you know, there's some things with just aging and there's some things with your hormones and all the things that we put our bodies through that you're right. Like it's, it is something inside of us that we need a little bit of help. Like we need a little bit of tweaking. We need to make those cells function a little bit better. And it's it's not it's not always, you know, putting too much food in your mouth. You could be doing all the right things and just things are stuck. It could be your thyroid. It could be your right. insulin sensitivity, you know, Try how your metabolism is, is working. If, if you don't know so, what it is. Yeah, how do you keep hitting your head against yeah. the wall? And, you know, so yeah, that that's that's what we're trying to do. Give those tools. I think the first thing to do is is get a blood test, you know, mm. see what's going on. Like, is your thyroid okay? You know, how are your inflammation markers? What's going on with your vitamins and minerals? Um, like, peek under that hood and see what's going on. Right. Is that part of the process? Because I went through the website and I then someone on your team reached out to me. So I need to set up that consultation. I'm really excited about it. But what is the next step? Yeah, walk us from through there? like both sides. What? How does yeah. it work? If one of us were to reach out or, or inquire, what would go down. Yeah. Go for it, babe. Okay. <laughs> I'm going for it. We try to make it easy. We have like a quick three-minute online health history form to fill out, and then you get contacted by our coordinator, and they'll set you up, and they'll help you determine if you need labs. If you know, like, I just want to try a certain peptide, um, you might not need a lab. Um, we, we love labs, so we recommend them. Um, but if you're really looking into your hormones or something is really feeling off, then um, yeah, we'll set you up with a lab. And there's a couple of options. We can either um, send you into a partner location to get a lab draw, nice. 
Or we can actually send a nurse or phlebotomist to your home or office, which is pretty fun. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's Wait, nice. that's amazing. Yes. And that's so efficient. Yeah. Yes. When that's you don't really have to efficient. go somewhere and someone comes to you. I mean, yes. you guys understand. It's like For the best thing that exists. <laughs> yes. I just want everyone to come to Someone you. DoorDash me a lab test real, <laughs> yes, real quick. We can. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to partner with DoorDash. <laughs> that's amazing. So they can come to you mm-hmm. and then you can just get moving on everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. There's no excuse because that would I would see that being like a deterrent for a lot of people. They're like, that's oh, like the whole thing. It's like, nope, they're coming to you. You're, yeah. You know? yep. Knock, knock, knock. Well, especially We're after here. COVID, when at the, it was just we all got I think a little spoiled with just convenience. Like mm-hmm. that's now the the world changed in that way with with apps and with everything. Like you really don't ever have to leave your house if yeah. you don't want to. You really don't grocery shop anymore. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't have time for that. But it's amazing because Instacart will be like, Sydney, you've saved 90 hours not at the grocery store. And I'm like, yes. I love that. I love that too. It's super smart, especially for busy people. Okay, I have a question. What the hell is a peptide? Like, what is that? Because like you hear it and then you see like the collagen and the peptides and I just don't know what it is. I need help. I think you will know. I think they're, I think they're, you know, a big... um, kind of trend to come. But they're technically short chains of amino acids. And what they do is direct our cells to perform specific tasks. So I think of them as like a key to open a door. Um, And we all have them naturally occurring in our bodies. And of course, levels decline with age. So we try to add in the peptides, you know, to help with those levels declining. So one of my absolute favorite peptides, um, to give you an example, is um, the growth hormone releasing peptide. So what it does, we're not putting growth hormone in you, but what we're doing is telling your cells to release more of its own growth hormone. Um, and then when you, if you know what growth hormone does, our levels are at their highest around like middle school age. So if you think of all the things around then, you're like sleeping deeper, you're recovering faster, your skin is firmer because you're producing more collagen, um, you're able to like build lean muscle and, and burn through that fat. So that's what growth hormone does. And it's one of my favorite peptides for like kind of just energy and vitality. Interesting. She's yeah. hired. So when, hired. you're hired. She knows her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so when you fill out and like do the lab test, is that something that you're kind of always like every person, no matter what is going to get that growth peptide or is it really dependent on how that lab test comes back with what their body needs? I'd say it's very dependent on labs and also just symptoms and goals. I oh, mean, everyone's okay. different in right. what they're looking for or maybe what's feeling off. We have a lot of, um, people with gut issues these days, it seems. Um, and there's a really great gut health peptide that, um, is successful for a lot of people, Mm. inflammation, um, wound recovery, and, um, it helps with, you know, um, autoimmune kind of conditions and those kind of things, digestive issues. So it it really just depends on the individual, what, what's going on, what you're looking for. What do you all eat? You guys eat like how do you food? Do you, like, cook Typically. a lot? I'm so curious <laughs> what your like possible. meals look like because oh my god I'm yeah I want to kind of I kind of want to know like a day in the life <laughs> so which curious. I know is crazy probably like every single day is probably very different because I know but you are both so you just are you're a beautiful couple you look very healthy you don't look <laughs> tired you. I mean the people want to know what. You know, it's like the Instagram trend, like what I eat in a day. Like, yeah. Josh, we need to know. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Katie's been leading that charge from the day I met her. Like she, she's she been a biohacker before biohacking even was like a thing. And 
you know, she literally controls everything that comes in and out of our house from a food perspective. And we eat a substantial amount of organic whole foods. There's very, I mean, literally it's the worst house to snack in or make something <laughs> quick because it's like everything takes 30 minutes, 45 yeah. minutes to chop it up and put it in the oven or whatever you got to do. But at the end of the day, you feel better and you look better yeah. and, and it does help. I, I've always been a little bit more on the lagging department of trying to, you know, watch what I eat. I've done it more recently, uh, especially in the last year and, and really in the last, you know, probably 60 days and it's paid off. But, mm. um, you know, you're, you're probably better catalyst at that. And I mean, you should see our supplements and our <laughs> organic this or organic that. It's, it's, it's gnarly. We have a lot. We like to test things out and see what works. Yeah. You know what I love? Do you guys do red light at all? I don't, but I've heard so much about it. I, that's one of the first things I do in the morning. Brush my teeth. I pop in a couple peptides, my growth hormone and my gut health. And then I like lay in front of the red light for like Ooh, 10, 12 oh, minutes. It's, it feels good. Do you good. have to lay in front of it naked? I've heard that to like absorb yeah. all the things. Or yeah. Just, just you probably don't skin. have to, but okay. I think that's best. <laughs> she, she he is instantly naked. nodded. Yes, she is naked. <laughs> and my daughter, who's five, is naked. My son, who is two, is naked. And I'm sitting hey. there brushing my teeth. Just watch. I'm telling you, like I'm always a little bit more skeptic than her. But she's been red light dominant <laughs> well, for like two years. And I'm like, it's working. Yeah, maybe I should do it. I'll get like a, a small, you know, flare up or something. She'll be like, go red light. Go red light. Go red light. Yeah. I'm like, Damn, I can't get him. Out. I can't get him to do it. But, you know, one thing you're doing that I like recently is um, trying to get our steps in. Yeah. So, yeah. He, you know, we now during the workday, which is really nice. Like if it's nice outside, go for like a 10 minute walk together mm. or something. Kind of just like energizes you and like gets you a little bit out of the the hustle for mm -hmm. a second. That's something That's that nice. we love. We're big advocates. Sydney and I used to just like during COVID when we used to work out of her basement, we would do just walk <laughs> meetings all the time. We would just, just walk laps. around. We oh, would call awesome. We would say, you want to go grab a loop? And we would just loop around her neighborhood and we would walk and talk about the business for like an hour or so. <laughs> and, and then honestly, we'd be like, some dang, of our, we're at 25,000 steps yeah. and I'm all fired up. <laughs> but it would be this employee. Yeah. Some of our, our best conversations and like business decisions came out of those loops because yeah. we were just like, it was like almost like meditative for yeah. us to do that. It's a, it's a therapeutic thing. And we have been very conscious about it uh, pretty recently, but it has made a dramatic change in just mood and energy and then there's obviously so many benefits from getting 10,000 or more steps in, yeah. you know, re reduction in heart risk, reduction in cancers, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, all really good things. And you have to be conscious about it because, you know, we probably get four or 5,000 steps in just naturally in a day. Mm -hmm. And then you got to maybe, you know, take 10 minute break in the morning, 10 minute break in the afternoon. Then maybe in, in the evening, you're getting another 10 minutes. Then you got your 10,000 steps in. But I will tell you in you know, the last, you know, month or so by doing that and being very conscious on what's going in and out of my body, it's been a phenomenal experience. The pounds have just kind of flown off too. Nice. Naturally. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've heard. It's like you hit that 10,000 yep. steps a day, you can really burn some fat. Yep. It's really apparently just yep. the best thing for you. I really struggle with getting 10,000 yeah. steps. It's hard. Yeah, I think everyone it's, does. It's, 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 it's work, right? Yeah, it's, you really do have to work for it's it. It's like sleep. You got to you got to be conscious of sleeping because sleeping is so important in recovery, uh, managing stress levels. Everybody's like, just manage your stress. Well, how the hell do I do that? You know, right. you have uh -huh. to, you have to work at these things and, you know, 
practice makes improvement. It doesn't make perfection. And you're constantly improving and making better decisions as you add layers and layers and layers. So as entrepreneurs, like we're very goal-oriented people. We're always right. We're trying to like hit that next whatever it is. Like what what are you guys hoping for this year? Like do you have goals? Do you have do you have, you know, you know, what are you hoping that the business the businesses can do this year? Yeah, big goals. Yeah, we're uh, we are priming ourselves for a capital raise nice. in this crazy market. And um we have the proof of concept. We've done well. Um, we, we've seen a substantial amount of growth, like 1,200% from, from December to December. And, and, and we launched well before that. So it continues to do that. Um, I think uh, the capital raise is probably number one. And then just dialing in our processes and our efficiencies. And, processes. you know, I think uh, in three, four, five years, um, I don't think this is lofty of me to say, like, I, I feel like we can, you know, be a unicorns type status because I think we're truly changing lives and yeah. we are walking and breathing and talking this stuff every day because we believe in it. Mm. Uh, that's good. There's nothing better than like having that impact yeah. that you guys are making and knowing that like it's your dreams, like it's your goals, it's your business, but like you, that impact on the other end of it, I just think is like such an incredible driver. That's why and I love. Yeah, it's great that it, started with it changing your life. You know, it's not, it's not just like, Hey, we're going to do this. because We want to do this. It's like, no, you went, you lived it and it's changed your life and it's, you know, strengthened your relationship and moved you forward. And you're going to do the same thing for other people, which is beautiful. And you're already doing that. Yeah. It's incredible. I, we say this a lot kind of in tongue in cheek, but we feel like we can save marriages by what we do. And, and I, you know, I've gone as far to say, like, if you are going to get a divorce, it should almost be mandatory by law that you get your hormones checked mm. because sexuality in a, in a relationship yeah. is very important. And you you may still love that individual, but you may not have that biology, biology right. to, to help stimulate that. And, you know, it, it, this this happened in our relationship and we lived it. And we breathed it and we were literally on the cusp of getting a divorce. Wow. And I, you know, I shit, I had two kids at that point. Like that's the last thing you want. And uh it saved our marriage. Wow. It truly saved our marriage. That is so amazing. Well, I was gonna ask you, like, from a, a woman's standpoint, what about like a the female sex drive? Like, what can hormone therapy and peptides and all of this do to support women? Cause I have a lot of it's, it's a big thing, big issue on the women's side, right? It is. You know, the funny thing is we kind of flip-flop because in the beginning when I was trying to have a family is when he had no libido and I was upset about it, couldn't understand it, thought, you know, thought it was me. But then right. after my second child, all of a sudden poof, I fell off a cliff mm -hmm. and I had none while he was— I was like, I told you. He was I told you it can happen. <laughs> I still love you and I still think you're gorgeous. So it was, um, it was a— weird kind of, you know, full circle moment when I was like, oh man, like I get it now. I'm sorry you went through that because it happens, I think a lot for women uh, with childbirth when your hormones yeah. are all wacky. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. I did a, fertil mm -hmm. a whole fertility journey. So I'm sure all those drugs didn't, yeah. didn't help. And then, you know, right after, you know, if you're breastfeeding, there's a lot of going on. So yeah, it happens to women a lot. Perimenopause happens to women in their forties. And I don't think women know what that is. I didn't really know what that is. And it's nuts to me. It's nuts because 
we should know what's happening right? Um, so that we can make informed decisions. I mean, I think a lot of women in their 40s think they're going crazy because, you know, their, their progesterone starts to drop and then their estrogen starts to go pretty wild up and down um, until menopause. So they literally might get on antidepressants when really it's right. like a hormone issue. And then it's just band-aiding problems. Yeah. And they're not actually yeah. getting to the root cause. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's it's happening at a, it's not just 40s. Like, it's happening at younger and younger ages right. on both sides of the aisle here. Like, mm-hmm. We're seeing, you know, guys with lower testosterone scores than we've ever seen them. The same goes for women. Like, we are experiencing these type of symptoms that— typically would start setting in in your late 40s and your 50s and your 60s. And now we're just seeing this weird crash. It's not weird. It kind of, it will make sense. It makes sense, but it's a a scary issue that we're not really talking about collectively in society. I mean, from a masculinity standpoint, testosterone levels are massively down. Um, and from a, a just an overall sperm count, we're massively down, like 50%. Is there a common trend between male and men and women? I was going to say male and female, like I'm a scientist. But is there a trend between both genders of like what you all have seen? There's like a common, is it like work-related or something that's adding to these weird numbers and fluctuations? I think, it, I think it's a it's a multitude of factors. Um, it's our environment. Yeah. It's it's and and that means physical and mental stress and yeah. stress, what's happening. Stress and, the last couple of years, yeah. I think, for everybody has yeah. been higher than normal. Right? Chemicals, I feel changed. like too. Like I had my house cleaned last week by our house cleaner because sometimes it's just the best thing in the world to have your house cleaned. And I forgot to tell her like to use our methods and our like seventh generation cleaners, and and she used like Fabuloso, which is like the smell of our childhood. And I just got home and I went, oh no, I forgot to tell her because usually I leave it all out and that, you know, you have to like let these, and I'm like here for someone to create a holistic cleaning company for like houses because that's good idea. I feel like, well, it's just, should we do that together? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, We'll get Jessica's wife involved (laughs) and then we'll literally run the world. Um, But like, I just feel like the chemical thing, what we're smelling, like candles, like just everything is ruining our hormones. Like, and we don't, because of marketing, right? Yeah. That's why. Oh, man. It smells like pumpkins in fall. Yeah. Right. And you're like, you're (laughs) literally killing yourself. Like It's it's, just all chemicals. It's just toxic. It's just literally so toxic. Well, um, I know we want to be respectful of y'all's times. I kind of want to wrap up with just a couple of questions. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this show. What are some tips that you guys would both give to like a young person that's just on their journey to starting their business, getting it off the ground? What's maybe a lesson that you guys have learned of like, here's what not to do, or here's something that's really helped me just like stay on the journey because it is so hard. As you guys know, it is like, I think the hardest thing ever, I mean, next to childbirth is (laughs) literally running a business. Um, What would you guys say? Hmm. Really good question. Um, You know, I I, got to think back to, to when I really decided to be an entrepreneur and that was close to 11 years ago. And I left a company where I was making, you know, 300, $350,000 a year with Stryker. And everybody's like, what the hell are you doing, dude? I'm like, I got to see if this grass is greener. And I, it, I was relentless in my pursuit. So you have to, you have to have that. Like I knew nobody was going to talk me out of it. And a lot of people tried to talk me out of it, including my parents. They're like, what the hell are you doing? You're going to, you're not going to have insurance. You're leaving three, $350,000. What are you doing? I'm just like, this is, this is me to my core and I have to give it a shot. 
and don't let the the small things hang you up. I, I hear so many times, I, I get calls all the time, LinkedIn, hey, how'd you do it? Where are you at? Uh, don't let insurance hold you up. Don't let starting or filing an LLC hold you up. There are plenty of resources to help you yeah. do that. Um, and, uh, you know, just have some grit and courage and know that if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to what you were doing. And, um, you know, the best person to bet on is yourself. Well that said. Good. I love that. Yeah. I'm just, I ask that question selfishly because sometimes you just want to quit, right? Yeah. Like you're just yes. like, how many times do you just want to give up? And I just think having inspiring people like you guys on the show, it just really helps, I think, just for us to align, yeah. but then also our audience because we get a lot of those questions. Like, how do you guys You do going? or we'll see it. A lot of people, it's like the littlest thing, like insurance or setting up an LLC or whatever it may be. And it's like this tiny little like crack in the pavement that... People look at it like it's the Grand Canyon. It's like, no, no, just step over. Take that step. Don't worry, because like a year from now, you're going to actually have a Grand Canyon to cross, and you got to be ready for that. But take that first step. It's super easy. It's yeah. nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, you guys know it. I, I I think it's probably one of the most challenging things that I've ever done in my life professionally. It's also been, fortunately, the most rewarding thing. And I I would still probably be making good money if I wouldn't have left a very recognizable and Fortune 500 company. Uh, but I wouldn't be where I am today without taking some risk mm. and, and and betting on myself. It's worth it. Okay. I love that. Uh, for me and for women, I would I would say community, and I I feel like Nashville has has that so dialed in here. It feels like you know women supporting women. So I would say. So you don't feel alone, find your network and find your support. Mm, I love that so much. That's awesome. Thank you both so much for coming on the show. You guys are just a powerhouse couple. You're so fun. You're funny. So great. You're so chill. Good. Where can everyone find y'all on social media? Joy, blokes, both of you individually, um, and all of that yeah. good stuff. Website. IG is definitely where we hang out the most. Uh, Joy is spelled J O I. Joy Women's Wellness at Joy Women's Wellness. And our website is choosejoy.co. Love it. Yeah, dudes can go to uh, at getblokes and um, blokes.co is our website. And I don't know what my handle is. It's at Waylon underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I, Josh I don't know. I'm, I'm not too far behind blokes. So like, if you, you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show. Thank it was, you both. It was a thank pleasure you. having you guys. And we look forward to all that this year is going to bring all of us. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs>